Hey, everybody. I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Josh Bennett. Just here, chilling, cracking beers. Clicking names. That's right. It's a Wednesday. We're Still on the wake life. Wake life and all. I'm in my office here at home. Probably too loud there. Might have woke up one of my three kids. Got a bunch of kids. Uh, dude, I love your shirt. Look at your shirt. Show your shirt. Is this is this podcast sponsored by Joe Idoni? Preferred I lines? We, Look at that. You know, we have no sponsor, so tonight it's uh, Preferred Lines. This podcast is sponsored by a different podcast. Joe Idoni's podcast, Preferred Lines. They're uh, selling T-shirts that are pretty creative. Do we need that's to zoom sweet. in? Yeah, let me show you mine first of all. Oh, this yeah, one's nice. nice. And look at the color, and it's a quality shirt. I will say, like, it is a nice shirt. I agree. Know, like, here, let, let's go back to you. Let's zoom in on your shirt because you got this like big logo of Joe Idoni's yeah. preferred lines golf gambling podcast uh, live from Palm Beach. Amazing logo. He's good at that stuff. He is. Cheers to Joe. Good man. Cheers to Joe. Mm-hmm. Who is his guest this week? It's a solid question. It was BK. Oh, that's actually, I did know that. Did we know that? I <laughs> did. I did. did the podcast with Brian Kirshner, who may join us, may not. We've invited him. I sent the link. I we hope said he we'd does. buy him a beer okay. if he came on. We're an open bar. We're a fun pod that doesn't require a lot of seriousness, but we are going to be doing some touting here. Uh, we're going to talk some ownership. Eric Quagnus Martins, the co-host typically here, is not here, but we will potentially get his lineup. Did you get his lineup? Nope. He said he's going to send it. A yeah, lot like you said you were going to send, uh, send out the notes to the show, and I didn't get them until about five minutes ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But we got notes. You got <laughs> notes in your hands. And the notes say – what do they say? Uh, cheers. Oh, we'll be joined by Darbo actually soon. So he'll be here to help yes. us uh, pin down who to pick and who his model is spitting out. And who'd your model spit out? We can get to that in a second. Cause you wanna, we about... can also talk to Darbo about the tournament that we were going to play together that we're not anymore. Mm-hmm. Probably save that for the that? after show. We will do an after show. Uh, last call here. The DraftKings ticker is clicking down and you're almost done. You're almost out of time. You have to make your decisions. And this is, the podcast that will be, I mean, bar close. I can't, or what are we going to call it? Last call bar. We're going to close down the bar. Each I like week? La- last call is pretty good. I mean, are we actually, what, so is, is Bagel's show already done? Is uh Joe's show, when is that starter? Is it done? Everything. No, that's probably thing. going on right now, isn't it? Who? Joe nicely. No, Joe, I don't even. Uh, oh, they do the jack market. We don't care about them. That, that doesn't count. That it's doesn't count because they're being paid to do that. We're doing this and like bagels right. and stuff. We're not trying to step on anyone's toes, but we're here to close down the bar. Uh, Darbo is here. Oh, we got him quickly. Darbo, thank you. He we knew. were off the rails already. We needed Gosh. help. I mean, and we don't have Quagnus to bounce off of, so we're glad you're here. So, Darbo, how are you? Thanks for joining us. You just, I just jumped right in. I didn't even see a preview. Nothing. I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, well, good. Um, Live on the internet. We're on Wednesdays. We're doing touting in a second, but we're going to talk about ownership projections. Uh, Darbo, who this is going to be a good little conversation because ownership projections has been a hot topic. Um, I'm kind of a consumer of the industry content. And overall, I believe just my feelers are feeling that over the last 30 so days, you know, like the last month or two, more and more people are talking about this ownership stuff 
making it out to be a big deal and to know uh, who the pivots are each week. Um, lots of conversations just in the last week, I would say, on people's podcasts. Many people have opinions on ownership, including Darbo. You might have an ownership podcast that will explain ownership. And we can, well, I'm so glad you're here for that because we know that Josh and Eric Quagnus Martins don't really use ownership in their projections. But this is the program. Talk about ownership. Talk about the ownership for this week. And then we'll get into some of the names that we're using in our player pools. We'll maybe uh, make some lineups or make fun of some lineups that we've made. Um, but yeah, overall ownership. Everyone that's watching this, the four people, are they're aware of why ownership's important. It's that because predicting athlete performance is impossible. And I love that line because it has alliteration. It but especially in golf here, it's one of those things that Josh – can we use ownership to our advantage? How do we do that? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. Um, it depends. It depends how you're going to do it, though. I think right. a lot of people use it. They will look at somebody's number. So let's just say Will Zalatoris this week is projecting like twenty percent or more. Why don't people I just look, consult the spreadsheet real quick? If you go to the Discord channel, actually, he's only 19.5. Whatever, 20, round it up to 20, whatever. That number, people will look at that number and say, I'm out. And it doesn't, to me, that doesn't make sense because you hmm. construct a lineup of six golfers. So you can have a dude that's 20 or 30 if you want to. Hmm. The, the way to make the most money is is if you don't duplicate anybody else's lineup and then you have the best lineup. Make the best lineup and make sure nobody else has it. You can have a 30% on dude if you want if you have another dude that crushes it that nobody else has. Sure. Okay. But there and there's also the flip side to that though. You can also build a lineup that wins that completely ignores that 30% dude. Sure. And that's, by the way, that's just talking one lineup. If we're talking spreading that stuff out across 20 or 150, maybe it's a little different. But if we're just talking one single lineup, it should not matter to you. You should just be putting together a lineup of six golfers that you think are just going to shoot all the birdies. And if they do, you win. And if they don't, you lose. Garbo, what do you think, though? Why is it important? And how can we use it against other people? Because that's the goal, right? Yeah, I'll give my pros and cons against it. I've I've almost exclusively talked cons about ownership because I just think it's people go out of their way to to not play good golfers because everyone else is. So that's going to be my one con right away. But it's um, it's a relative to price too. It's a good priced golfer because like, I also don't even think that's a big thing. I think. I think that's like a, an, an illusion that we all have in our brains because it's like you could still have a high price Corey Connors at the master or not high price, a low price Corey Connors high owned 6,900 or 6,700, whatever that was uh, at the masters at 25%. And that seems like bad chalk, but he was in the optimal lineup. Like I, 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 I think like three years ago, four years ago, fading people based off of 
ownership was actually a smart thing to do because everybody else it's like no one really dove like i think there's smarter people now than there Mm. were back then that are playing dfs Mm -hmm. golf and i think we've we've realized that you know well i should say this i'll just uh, this isn't so much a hot take that i just think there were too many idiots playing like three years ago like oh they like, had money still, and now yeah, they've lost their money, people, and the idiots are gone. There are football people just like, I have no idea about golf. Uh, Pat Mayo is saying X, Y, Z. I'm going to play those guys, and then mm-hmm. that's you know that's where you get the uh, – what's the ownership site, you guys? or that Fanshare. Uh, Fanshare, thank you. Yeah. That's where Fanshare is born because you get the touts from the Pat Mayos and all the other people up there. I can't even mm-hmm. think of the names right now, but – People gravitated towards those sites, and you saw ownership was gained because of those things. Now we've got, you know, actual smart people in the industry saying, hey, XYZ, ABC, and then also, by the way, put two random scrubs in your lineup or something like that to that effect. And now, and, and now it's like we have really good scores week in and week out. Like, Compared the GPP winner to an optimal lineup, the gap is so much closer now than it mm. was three years ago. Like you would have 60 to 100 points between the optimal and the GPP winning lineup. Now you have like 30 points between it. It's close pretty like relatively. It, it's close like a, a, a bunch. I mean, you're almost I to the a... point where like, hold on. You're almost to yeah, the point yeah. where you have the optimal lineup is like leaving $3,000 on the table. The next, like, I always like to call it a realistic optimal, which is anything greater than $49,000 used. Mm. That is the, that's the GPP winning lineup. It's like the actual, like the most optimal realistic lineup you can have is the, the GPP winning lineup. So people are really good at this now, whereas before they weren't. And Mm -hmm. to, to follow up on all this, that's why I don't think ownership really matters. I mean, you should know you need two. I think you need a 6K golfer no matter what in most of your GPP winning lineups. I mean, it's like over 80% of optimal NGPP winning lineups, like I don't remember the exact percentages, but have a 6K golfer in it. And if you have that correct 6K golfer, to Josh's point, that's that's going to diversify you on duplicate. Like it won't cause you to duplicate lineups that way. But just to kind of overstep josh on the the duplication it also doesn't really matter if you duplicate a lineup like if you've got the best lineup and you tie somebody you're still making a ton of money right let's talk about the percent like what is the actual percentage of that your chances of being better by so you're saying didn't you do a podcast sorry about doing you have to have some ownership i mean you can't just take all the pivots and right you have to I mean, like by default, if you're going to use people and use the salary, I mean, isn't there like something about you have, what was your podcast? I can't even remember off the top of my head. Sorry, I'm blanking. Well, yeah, I I reviewed ownership by by salaries. I also just looked at the top five or top three owned golfers, the top 10 owned golfers in in a tournament and broke it down by each tournament and told you, hey, you had two top 10 own guys in the optimal lineup 
and you had three top-owned guys in the GPP winning lineup because those are two different things, you know, because most people don't build the optimal lineup. But it's like, so okay, of of the top ten owned guys, how many pivots are we making? Are we making a hundred percent pivots on the top owned guys? No, yeah. So there's there it is. Like you have to have some good players that everyone else are using. Shot. Like, yep, absolutely yeah, for sure. So. Okay, what else are we going to talk about? I mean, the, it's hard. It, 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 we've talked about, a, Eric and I have talked about how as the price goes down, as you get lower and the ownership rises, that's where you get nervous and where you think, hmm, there's a reason they're down here at 7,800. There's a reason down here at 7,400 versus a guy at 86, 700 this week, for example, mm-hmm. or something like a Sungjae or a Burns or a Morikawa where it's like, huh. I mean, this is a great play. Like, you kind of need it, or you want to try it out versus the guy at 72 that may or may not have the skill set of the guys in the AK range. So you got to kind of think about that. Right. I think there's a, I think there's a, a pretty good reason why a, a lot of the, uh, as Eric has said, the idiots have maybe gone away. Mm-hmm. I, I think because three years ago or more, or more, all you had was Pat Mayo's show, mm-hmm. uh, whoever else is doing shows, and they had whatever data they had, mm-hmm. and they just fed it to people. So everybody just li- – all they had was either listening to that or reading articles written by whoever. Now we have the Fantasy Nationals. Right. We have the Rick Run Good websites. We have – we. D- I mean, you d- people just have Excel that can go get data on their own. Correct. So – I think people are more leaning towards being able to get all the data themselves and then validating that against what other people are saying. So I don't even know if people are getting smarter. I just think the tools are so much better now that everybody can kind of fill in the blank spots themselves and and, and a lot of times just end up on the same person. And that's why I think bad chalk used to be bad chalk before because it was just one dude or two dudes saying, this is your guy. Yeah. And everyone's like, boom, that's my guy. Now it's everybody's running their own models and spreadsheets and whatever, and they're actually coming up with golfers that are good and then landing on that golfer. Yeah. So I th- I think it's changed a little bit that way. And, well, th- and that's why it's not bad to pick those guys as long as you have something somewhere else that will beat but every- somebody. No, but it, also everyone's aware of the contest they're entering that yeah, they can't sure. do the same things that everyone else is doing if they're in the giant GPPs like that. It's been pretty much if you're an NF if you're a DK player in general, you know that the more contests there the more people that can enter it, the weirder you have to be. And so I think less people are just being like, oh here's my trunk lineup right into the fire. Oh gosh, burn. Like they've done that enough now that they don't do that as much anymore, and they know that golf is impossible to predict. We pe- people like us have tried to pound that into their into their heads for a while. Um, ownership, where hey, hold do on. you get it? I'm okay, not. Yeah. I'm not sure golf is impossible to predict. Hmm. You know, like if if you're looking for the one golfer to win the tournament, sure, that's difficult to do. Okay, but if you're going to give me like say if you're like Darbo give me 10 golfers who are likely to win the tournament. I have Mm -hmm. a pretty good shot of giving you the winner. Sure. So I, and when we build our, yeah, 
when we're building our DFS lineups, we get to we get to choose six golfers. I think, based off of the constraints, I I don't I'm not going to say it's difficult. Like it also depends on the contest, just like you were talking about before. So like in our league contest, I think it's a little easier to, you know, like do well in those types of contests because you're playing against you know 20 other people or a hundred different yeah. people. No, you know, I mean, are, you saying, are you saying bagels contest is easy? For you, yeah. No, I was thinking I'm, I'm in I'm in comparison to predicting the other sports like NFL or NBA. Oh, yes. Okay, which yeah. Have a set parameter every time they play, and then there's no weather involved and things like that. So, like overall, the predictability of golf, like yes, within like between you and me and the rest of the public, like we should have a better idea of how to name names, but compared to the NFL, if I was okay. studying and dealing in the NFL, and if you don't have the right names, like there's a reason there's an added Adam Levitan who can win cash games every week. Cause he just, yeah, I, somehow I agree. Predict it. Um, <clears throat> ownership. Where do we find it? How do we, how, who, who's making these, these projections and where are they coming up with these numbers? Josh, we've had this text conversation about where, how, do, how does this work? Well, this week was great because, our guy Andy Lack brought on Michael Calavunis, Cal- Calunis, or whatever his name is. Calunis, uh, or yeah, Looney. And they <laughs> talked about um, ownership and how he gets it, and part of what he says. I mean, some of the stuff is just basic stuff where you kind of know inherently who's going to be owned whether it's betting odds compared to price or it's OWGR or their course history or their recent form or the narratives, whatever. Like you kind of have this built-in factor of where the public will go with their clicking and the price is very important in that. But ultimately the projections themselves, we're talking about like everybody's making decisions and everybody's using projections to then decide not to use someone who will end up being a totally different projection. So there's that worry. Uh, but where do you think, what, what, what's up with ownership? Where can you like take it? If you don't have it, how can you project your own projections? Where do you, where do you start? That, uh, actually what you just said is maybe the, the reason that I don't consider ownership the most mm-hmm. is because I don't, I don't know what, like, when somebody tweets out, for example, and says, you, Will Zat- Zalator, yeah, you tweeted out. The fantasy you have your own, you I have said there's four names. Ownership show, dude. Dude, there's four names this week that everybody's <laughs> glomming onto. And it's yeah. Will Zalator, Sung J.M., Sam Burns, and it looks like Tony Fina has made his way to chalk. But I guess I thought it would be Great. Rory. So, so, yeah. So, if if somebody's telling me on, on Twitter and says, Will Zalator is going to be 20% yeah. How do you know that? You get like there's and nobody's exactly. doing there's no formulas, there's no nothing. Oh it's it's people like, if themselves. we're talking if we're to there's that's the other part. So Are if they we're talking themselves, Darvo, fan we share, know were right? If we're talking fan share, by the way, fan share was built off of off of whatever formula was written where they can just go out to all these sites, I think, and just grab names that were written about people and if it's good then it goes up if it's bad it goes down and then they kind of 
pick a percentage off. It's more complicated than that, but that's basically how it works, I think. And I think that's how almost everybody else does it. So it's it's basically based on what other people write, and then you know maybe there's some other statistics and stuff that go into it. But it that doesn't tell you what is going to happen when I go online and I start plugging in my names and say, I don't think I'm going to play that guy this time. Or roster construction is a big deal too. Maybe, maybe the way rosters are put together, you most people just can't fit one dude in that everybody thinks everybody's going to play. I think that happens pretty often. So all of that stuff happens. And then also just the projections in general, I don't think I've ever seen anybody say, I've put out these projections. They are X percent accurate or inaccurate. Just God does it every once in a while. Here's what ownership is. It's like, I've seen people's well, R number, R squared number. Know. Um, so, but no, you don't anyway. need to buy access to this shit. You have a, uh, you don't need it. If you have a Twitter account and follow enough Twitter, uh, enough golf Twitter people, you'll have a really good idea of who everybody's doing. This, this brick75.com, this is our guy, Brian Hooper. Uh, what's his Twitter? Brian Hooper underscore. Okay, whatever. He's a professional DraftKings player, and he has his own ownership, and he gives it away. For free. Yeah, so clearly it doesn't matter. If if it was important, he would not give this away. I don't and know. How does, he get, how does he get these numbers? This is what I'm saying. This is, his, like, own, this is his own brain. He thinks that this happens. And so every week... The, hold on that's... a second. Wait, wait, wait. So just look at these numbers. This, he's projecting Rory at 21.2. That's very specific. Well, okay, so here... How do you get that? Okay, do you right. want me to show you how that, I do mine? I think I'll there is a calculation because, like, yeah, there has I have I'm, a certain number, Josh. Show me a calculation. Okay, so Josh. here it is. Here's my ownership spreadsheet. Hold on, let me zoom in here. Uh, yeah, then, yeah. Well, you know what your calculation is? It's taken. It's taken numbers from other websites and well, no, no, okay, pretend these aren't even here. Fuck you. Pretend these aren't here. I'm average, and I am only average. Don't worry about how I'm average, but my name is average, okay? And you take this total right here, and this needs to equal the sum. Do you see this little baby number down here? Yeah. 597. That's to equal 600.6. So, like, something along the way, like, when it goes to the average, like, minus 599.7. Like, uh, that doesn't bug me as much. So, what then what you do is then you take this math over here. This is for you math people. This is what Degenerate 75, this is how you prove it out is you take this number, which is their price, multiply it by their percent owned, and you get a total number that then you divide by 600, and it gets you it, it gets you an average of 8,200, which is the roster spot position. So ultimately, it's a little bit lower than the 8,300, but that means that these percentages can okay. fit within. Hey, here's another way to look at it, though, uh, Chad. Does that help so- or not? So you've got you've got six roster spots that need to be 100% filled. So each of those roster spots, you just multiply by the number of golfers that you need, and it has to equal 600. So you need 600 points. And honestly, when you when you started out, I think you just go to what we talked about before: normal lineup builds. Like where? So you you know a few golfers. 
that are oh, going to be popular. Yeah. Okay, like, should we go back to what Linus was saying or Lunas or whatever it is? Sure. It's basically like the best way to do it is you just start making lineups. Like yeah. that truly is the way to do it because you realize like, oh, these people can't fit together. So that guy's going to be inherently low owner and this guy's that. This, this, and, that. and then what you do is you come up with who is going to be like the landing spot after you do a bunch of lineups and you're like, damn, these people are all going to be landing spots. So then you un- inherently give those guys a bump. Then where are the pivots within those that are with that are worthy? Cause like, there's a few within the area that are worthy to pivot off of, which everyone always does. And so you go from 20 to 16 on the, on the pivot. If it's in the 8K or 9K or whatever, you go down from like 10 to 6. And then everybody else around there is like 2.2. I mean, it's pretty easy to figure out. But really, it's the recent form. It's there. If the betting number was 66 to 1 on Monday morning and then it's now 33 to 1, like that dude's going to be owned. That is just how it works. You can almost go to uh, Vegas's handle, see who people have put money on, and the general public puts money on these people, and they also click them. So these are all ways to find your own ownership. But you see right here, I have it. Ba-boom. And you can have it too on my Discord channel, which is the link is in the description of this video. <laughs> but you may not want it. It doesn't matter because we already told you it doesn't matter. But kind of it's fun to know that Will Zalatoris is is currently the chalk of the week in the 10 K range. Let's go and start at the 10 K range. And can you imagine a pivot this week of John Rom? Baby swag. What's yeah. And he just had a kid. Is it a girl or a boy? A girl. Uh, I saw the name and I don't think the name gives it away. So I don't know. Oh, it's 2022. And it's like that. Um, But anyway, Oh, we didn't, and Cameron Smith? Oh, I forgot to sort. <clears throat> is Cam? I, I, I guess this has. I guess we're starting to get the names now. Is Cam Smith getting the uh, getting the live the ownership because of live? Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> I'm using Cam Smith. He's one of mine at 29 names. Okay, so then what about? Okay, so you can start with these guys and like. All right, uh, what we really want to know is who Darvo's two people are who are your two people i'm gonna tie in uh josh's model oh oh, oh. shit and whoa so <laughs> should we show josh's model yes do it no i'll give away free information oh wait it is already <laughs> on twitter yes go to just swish to find this okay oh these are the bad names don't do that one yeah go to the good ones yeah, no i use the bad ones okay so <laughs> I am kind of a a person that JT for the people following on iTunes. Let me read it. JT, Sungjae, Finau, Neiman, Wise, Sheamus, Cantley, Scheffler. You got to go to this Twitter page. This is I hate when yeah. people read names on yeah. podcast. So, Josh, you need to number these next time. Uh-oh. You got to start. You got to start numbering them. What do you mean? Um, numbering what? Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean by so numbering? Justin Thomas is your number one guy. Oh, I suppose you do have ranks over there. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, put I rank was... in front of the golfer like a normal. Person. I I used to not do that, and then and then I actually put them in there because okay. people kept asking me what number somebody was, so I I just did it so I didn't have to think about it. Anymore. So, you know, I, I do the normal human thing where I look at patterns, um, and patterns mm-hmm. don't mean anything when it comes to stats. I know that, but I have seen with this model. Normally Ooh. on this first on this first page, 
you're going to have four golfers that'll be inside the top 10. Sometimes you have up to six, but for the majority of them, you're not going to have more than that. So like, so it's okay to go off the screen on on the remaining 18 to 19 golfers are just not going to be good enough to win you a GPP. So with that being said, find four golfers on here that you want to build your lineups around. That's kind of how I song J song J. But, the, the pattern that I've noticed is rank one through four. You'll have one guy there that will finish inside the top ten. Sonjay. So then five five through nine, you'll find another guy there. Seamus. And then ten through 13, 10 through 14 sometimes, you'll find Morgan. one there. And then Morgan. 15 through 18, you'll find one there. Burns. Bermuda Burns. And then, then it's up in the air. The now, because I've already named off four uh, sections that you should look okay, at. Okay, good. We don't want names. the rest of those names. Those names are bad. Like no, 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 no. You could, yeah. you could, because it could possibly happen. So this is what I've looked at. Hmm. You see that Rory, Sam Burns, John Rom grouping right there. This bothers me because you want to know who oh. I was going to anchor my lineups around. Okay. It was, I couldn't decide between Rory and Sam Burns or Rom and Sam Burns. But oh now God. that they're grouped up right there, I am off of Sam Burns. No. Oh. Don't do I, it. Why? No, it, it's either Rory or it's Rom. And one of those guys, just like I made this proclamation last week, and I know last week was actually more impressive because I said either Henley or, or, or Smalley. No, no, no. I said Either oh. Henley or Smalley will finish inside the top five. Dude, yeah, you and were. You we had Henley it. finish inside the top five. Rom or Rory will be in the optimal lineup. That is my proclamation this week. Well, so it's you Rom because start it's cheaper. Rom. With Rom or Rory. Well, that's that's kind of like a. I don't know if that's the right thing to say because, you know, it could be Rory. But I'm with you, uh, Chad, with M up top. You're all M bet. Yeah, yeah, let's go. I hope you it. have a top five and a top ten to go with it because I don't. I don't. that will recoup any money if he doesn't win because he will finish inside the top ten. Whoa. He is so good right now. It is Another amazing. Another proclamation by me. You will have him inside the top ten, and you'll have either Rory or Rom in the optimal lineup. Oh, shit. Love that. But um, if you like Burns, then you pair him up with Patrick Cantlay, and you don't go Seamus Power. So, Chad, well, you've got some decisions to make here, sir. Yes. Well, I've already made them all. Based off of my superstition. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> Yeah, well, not sure if I <laughs> care too much about that. Uh, let's see. Did but, I save this? God, Chad, I, 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 I actually, I want to uh, have Josh. Josh, you started posting results for these. these uh, I did. Models. I haven't done it in a, in a few weeks. You have mm. not. So I'm very curious because I was going back and I'm like, this is too much work for me. I'm not going to fucking put results I'll, to these. I'll, these I'll send it to you. Other models. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, you know, prior to the open, I think you, you were you were doing it. But then after I the open. I think I stopped after the open. Yeah. But go back to those. Anyone. Uh, I challenge anyone to go back and look at all the models where he posted results. You're going to see the, the same patterns that I see week in and week out of this model. Interesting. 
And I'm okay. I'm liking John Rom this week, by the way. You asked me who I'm anchoring around, it's gonna be John Rom. And I might is I that might an just ownership is that an ownership reason? No. Nope. <laughs> Here's who my names are. This is I, I don't who know if I can zoom in. You can't lay up there. Yeah. There yeah. you go. So Atta I'm making boy. two sets of 20 lineups but I'm doing it together and I'm just copying and pasting and I'm hoping for the best. And I'm hoping that my best lineup is in the $3. Um, I'm not sure how to pick the right lineup out of 40 to put in what lineup. And I'm, so I'm, I'm praying to the karma gods of like clicking and copy and paste and then just being like, let it go. Cause last week, my best few lineups were in the $3 versus the $1, but the week before the $1 had the better lineup. So I was kind of pissed, but then, so it just kind of balances out. That's how you do it too, Darbo. You kind of just copy paste, send it off, say, fuck it. That's the way to go. But I'm using M, not all M because I don't think that's the best strategy, but I do adhere to eating more of what would be chalk than you should maybe in terms of leverage. Is that something you guys do or is that a myth in terms of ownership? Because right now M is one of, one of the most owned and Burns is one of the most owned. So what I'm trying to do is get over leverage on them. But I'm also in love with a lot of pivots because I like Morikawa Speed. I like Seamus Power and Horschel and I like Hovland and Cam Smith and Cam Young and Riley and some of these names that nobody else likes. But so do you do that thing where you use more of a name I've heard that a couple times this week. Josh, is that stupid? I don't know. But I know Darvo's opinion. Know. Again, I just don't really care because. Well, math-wise, though, like math is like, is this a math problem or something, Darvo? I don't, I don't think it's a math problem. Like they, if you, what about well, the thing wait, about. Like I lied. I, I lied there. If this is a math problem, <laughs> but I don't. I am not convinced that, that ownership has is has anything to do with the equation of the math. Oh no! What I was thinking is that if like M is twenty percent owned, and someone around him is five percent owned, this is the Darbo rant. Then do you think he's five or four times more likely to win the tournament or be better or whatever? Is that sort of why right. could people? What's up with that? The math on that, like my argument, everyone uses a multiplicative argument on that, and I don't think it's multiplicative. I think it's additive. So I don't, I don't yeah, think you can. It's say not it's correlated. A, no, it's not a five times greater value. It's impossible me? to correlate that. Yeah, you just look at the individuals heading on different paths. Yeah, you so just like look at the win percentages like for each. He goes golfers. up, you don't go down. Let's say if M has a if M has a. 5.2% chance to win this tournament and the pivot has a 4.8% chance to win a tournament. Guess what? Uh Chad, you're yeah. picking the right golfer in Sung JM to to roster on your lineups. I mean, okay. you just got to live with the 5% chance of winning cuz obviously there's a 95% chance he doesn't win. Okay. Yeah, so that's so stupid. Okay, but let me tell you about something stupid. This is my lineup. Oh, I love stupid. Th oh, yeah, your lineups are stupid. That's for sure. I'm uh, eating pivots and chalk, and I'm wondering. Oh my if God, what are you doing here? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> now, this is this is maybe more so for our playoffs that we're in. I actually don't hate this uh, because <laughs> because we're in a top ten. We're in the top ten, the three of us, in out of twenty. We've made it to what? Oh yeah, we are. 
play in my home league. And then the top, how many advance? I can't remember. Wait, Chad, is that why Quagnus isn't here? He didn't make the top 10. He's not. Oh, and he's sad. Kicked him off. No, he kicked him off. He's not good enough. He's not worthy of being back on here. Here, I'll share the spreadsheet so I can uh, look at the. As as I I think I squeaked my way into the top 10, right? I think I was number 10. Me too. You and me. um, Yeah, yeah. number 9 and 10. (laughs) Um, Darbo's just wiping the floor in yeah, every Darbo's in first place. I wanted to brag to Darbo because, okay, so we keep track on, we make our own lineups in a 20-man league each week. We pay out each, every five parts, technically, like weirdly. But so we're, we've made it to what is this playoff section, and the top 10 are in the St. Jude, and only the top seven, eight, six, seven, six, the top six. six. Oh, God. Advance and then the top three matches the tour championship, and someone's going to win seven hundred and fifty dollars. Darbo, do you have a chance at overall points too? Let's look. I am leading overall points. Yeah. Oh, is that what this is sorted by? Oh, this is already sorted by that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're in you're in position to win yourself seven hundred and fifty bucks, dude. That's going to help. You want to know what's super funny about this? Or maybe even five hundred to twelve hundred dollars, dude. Chad, I have not won a. Any money in any of the segments. That's how Shut consistent <laughs> my scoring has been. No, you have not. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. It is super weird. That is strange. That's how I did it in NFL last year, and it was pissing me off. Last year, I think I finished second or third, and I'm not sure I won a segment either. Do you have that up here? Well, this is last year. You finished seventh. Or maybe it was two years ago then? Or maybe was it or maybe it was football. Yeah, you finished third three two years ago. Hey, I got this thing back for a while. But anyway, so we're in the playoffs, and we need to make cash game lineups, do you think? Or, like, what are you going to do? What's your strategy if you're trying to advance? All you need to beat is four – no, five of these people? How do you do it? What do you mean? You need so to finish I'm going to play a lineup that's not as bad as yours, so I'll have you beat. Chad, no matter what – the winner is the most important thing. If you remember, there's a text message I sent you. What if so? So Sung Jay is going to win. So that that's I was kind of picking. I was kind of picking on. Uh, I wasn't picking on anyone actually, but I just showed you the difference between my lineup that may had four guys that made the cut versus Joe Idoni's lineup that had five guys that made the cut. I won that week with only four guys making the cut because I had the winner in my lineup. You need the winner in your lineup you don't want six good scoring guys in your lineup the winner matters way more than having six guys making the cut because they automatic what if the what if the winner i think could be sam burns or could be Colt morikawa or could be in that, and could be yeah, that's perfect Absolutely. you know what i mean so like i have already a bet on these human beings i think this is going to happen i love the fact that i can spend the money and i can get these humans max homa has become one of my favorite humans on the tour because of his interactions with this live controversy. So I'm, I'm trying to be a Max Homa fan. I can sneak him in there. Mm-hmm. Neiman, I feel like under the radar a bit. Now, he uh, weirdly Horschel, always is, I think. Why is that? And then he's 8,100 every week. No. And then M, who has played one of the most amazing stretches of eight rounds, but has no win to show for it because he got bested by Tony and he got owned by a putter, a 19-year-old kid's putter. The Morikawa... At eighty seven hundred, I cannot look away from. And then That's Sam Burns, the wild price of Sam the... Burns at eighty six. I mean, if he was ninety six, I would say hell no. But eighty six, it doesn't matter if they're chalk. In our situation, if we're beating five, I'm trying to beat the five of them. 
I'm trying to get into the top six out of 10 that I can do that with this lineup. So I don't recommend this for your GPPs, but I do recommend it for fun um, versus 10 people. That's a, I mean, that's a really good cash lineup. Really yeah. good. Okay, so then if you were going to build a GPP lineup, I got Josh, one for you right now. Yeah, or or Eric, yeah. Tyler's got it. I got one right now. I actually put in uh, – I looked at your ownership thing, so I locked in a couple guys. I locked in Cantley, Spieth, and Burns. So because okay. <clears throat> I said <clears throat> if you're going to play Burns, you got to play Cantley. So Why do you say that? Can't, Cantley, Spieth, Burns, there Based you go. My model. Oh. Then it's oh, right, right. Aaron Wise. Hmm. Love Aaron Wise. What is also, he, 78? No, 77. So I, I, these next three golfers have nothing to do with Josh's model, but I know Keith Mitchell is right next to Sam Burns. But we're just going to – Wise, gonna Wise is in it, as is Keith Mitchell, by the way. And then Matt Kuchar. No way. Ooh. I love Cooch. Love Cooch. Cooch at this course, I think, is under the That's radar. Course, yeah. I, like I agree. That. I'm on, okay, I'm so. on Kuchar in my lineups as well, by the way. Now, this is a good I, lineup. I think we could probably pivot off of like if Mitchell's going to be super because I imagine the ownership, like the overall ownership, if, if anyone really were to care about that, it, it's Aaron Wise and, and Mitchell Mitchell are probably going to be too high because I think Hoocher's also going to be a high owned guy to some extent oh. for the 6K range. I, I mean, personally not really don't care. No, you don't have them that high. Uh, the, the spreadsheet I'm looking at is two percent. Yeah, no, everyone, well, then, no one believes in old man Kucher in the hot Memphis sun. So, because okay, there's really so, nobody at 6900 that is being played. Keith Mitchell's only six percent too. So that's not true. Perfect. Then that's a good lineup right there. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Mister Jish Swish? Did you use uh, your lineup or your uh, model and just make your lineup using your model like you do every that's, day? That's pretty much what I do. Um, <laughs> and now that what is Darbo it? has talked me into, but I did, I did your lineup. I did more. No, I hold on. I did your narrative. I did your lineup already. What is? What's your lineup? Let's see. How, let's see how close you can get. I didn't. I didn't see it in. Okay, the I did JT and Tony Fino. All right, so I, I don't have Tony, so we can. But you have JT. Yeah, because he was number. Two, one. I I texted you and said I don't understand why Colin Morikawa is eighty seven hundred. Oh, the last right, two okay. tournaments suck. But he like if we're talking, everybody's here. Ball yeah. strikers paradise. Why? I mean, like you just lock them. It's and then you lock him yep, too. Yep. 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 Hold on. Who else did I have you having? I had you having uh, Seamus and Todd. I don't have. I don't have Todd. You have Seamus? But but that's because I'd uh yeah, I do have Seamus. What's what's Todd? Todd's like sixty what is it? Uh, 69, 68? Todd is seven, 68. 68. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I uh I instead of Todd, I went Kucher. Okay. But then do you have Justin Rose? No. Okay, so I was wrong about your line. Ne- I have Neiman. Neiman? That along with uh, Colin and Cash Game Kucher, yeah. Oh my gosh, Kucher's making it. Oh, this is gonna be good. I don't. uh, I don't understand Colin's price because of how 
good of a golfer he is. And two, he's bad, two dude. Bad he was to open. Whatever, whatever. He doesn't know how to play open cool. golf. Oh, yeah. He sucks at golf. No, no, he doesn't. He can't hit he's, a fade. He's crazy good, and he's 8,700. It makes no sense. And <laughs> it's the same as – it's almost the same as Neiman. He's not on the same level, but, like, <laughs> like Neiman hits the ball so good. 8,100 is nuts. He no, should be beautiful. he should be nine k, so, uh, yeah. Okay. So I, um, I, that's that's probably why our why we differed in what you thought was going to happen because I look at you, more yeah, power and Neiman and I just locked them both. Yeah, makes sense. Should we try to guess who Martins is using? Uh, yeah. What? Uh, go. Uh, go to your ownership spreadsheet <laughs> and then sort it by <laughs> the highest to the lowest, and then just no, start okay. We already in. know he's using Rory. <laughs> is he? Well, 100. percent He uses the top price guy like all the time. Um, he loves speed, like and he'll be like, "I'm tricky using yeah, speed." Oh, nobody's using speed, and he'll have the same thoughts about Morikawa. But that'll leave him with no money. Now he doesn't like that. Who's high on down here? Uh, he's gonna play Scott Stallings for sure. But he loves Poston. He does. He's, he's going to play Scott Stallings because he's going to. He would look at his last four tournaments and say that's a lock. I bet oh you my gosh, he played game Hooter too. <laughs> Dude, he does like Kucher, but I, I think <laughs> he might have to go lower than Kucher because he's only got seven thousand left. Put down. Oh, he could do Brian Harmon, but he was burnt by Brian Harmon last week at the Wyndham. Yeah, he he wouldn't play Harmon because Harmon. Yeah, he him. won't go back to Harmon. So Kucher will give him what seventy two hundred dollars left. I bet he goes. I'm Ches not convinced Reeve. he goes with Colin. By the way, he goes Kucher and Ches Revi. Oh, Ches for sure. He he's listened to something that says Ches Revi is super accurate and. Yeah, do you want a fairway? And by the way, hold he on. He won the Barracuda. He say that, and then he go TPC Southwind. Other than twenty twenty one, no, she didn't play. 6, 27, 6, 4, 12, 27. Mm. He's playing Ches Reeby for sure. For sure. All right, so that That's a good call, Darbo. <laughs> okay. Um, what else do we need to discuss? We discussed the ownership projections. Is there a weather wave? I think there is not, or we brought that up probably. We can't we can't uh we can't talk about heat in the weather wave, otherwise you no. get uh you get told to settle down. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> By I who? Did. I did. <laughs> did you? Oh, from whom? In Minnesota. Just... Yeah. The Minnesota heat wave by. The Minnesota heat oh, wave by Rouse. Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. We've, we've chatted. We've chatted after that. So I think. We're yeah, good. he tweets some stupid shit. Uh, if you want to join, oh, contest, that's stupid. we need we need you to join it. We need you to enter this contest for ten bucks. Top two paid. So it's still open for business. Um, that's the show. Is that the show? Should we do the after show? Sure. Sure. Did we ever look at what uh should we should we stop the show and start a new one or should we just keep rolling? No, I didn't just look. keep it going. Dude, it might have been better to stop it and keep it going and get started up again. But uh, but I don't think we should, but I, I did see that more people watched the after show. <laughs> did they really? Yeah. On YouTube they did? Uh, I don't know on YouTube, but on iTunes, they definitely did not care for our other show. They were more intrigued by <laughs> more relevant thing to be intrigued by. So right, play the music, so, get us so. out of here. We did our thing. We did uh, without Quagnus. Wow.
Cheers. That is the program for the evening. Um, thank you for watching, liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing, tweeting, retweeting, liking on Twitter. Uh, we don't actually care if you do any of those things. Found it. But we are the Golf Guys. We were the Golf Guys program, and now you're watching the after show. It is uh, Wednesday night. We uh, Are you done with your lineups, Darbo? So, do you have you to go to make them and create them? Haven't even started. started. No. So you can do that while we're doing the after show. I have a sexy lineup already, so mm-hmm. I X'd out Burns, and I put an M. And this is all according to the bucket logic, too, so this wow. all follows everything with the sweet spot process. Oh, Cantley. wow. Cantley, Spieth, M, Davis Riley, mm. Webb Simpson, mm. Brendan Steele. Mm. It looks like uh, what the website I use, Brendan Steele, looks like a lot of people are playing him. Again, not that that, not that, that matters. Your... Bit, but that, that was Steve. surprising to me because what, uh, what's his, what's Steele's price? 7,000? Seven. He's, I mean, he has, uh, I guess he has played pretty decently. Never mind. So no, he's, he, uh, his, his numbers are good. Him and Grillo. I Is like it Grillo or Grillo? I think it's Grillo. It's actually Grillo. It is he Grillo. Said he doesn't care. He said you could call him either one and he would answer. Go to the PJ Tour website, look at the pronunciations. It I know. I watched the interview when they asked him and they were like, Grillo or Grillo? And he's like, both, bitch. He doesn't care. But yeah, you're probably right, though. What Web is, is uh Web is kind of wild pick, by the way. I know. You think he's good? Web? No, I like Web. No, the, I mean he just Yeah. He's my wild card. He's he's I he like be the wild card of that that lineup. He's going to be from last week and just the last month, he should be a 6k golfer, honestly. For sure. <laughs> Eric, the the crazy part about Webb is we talk about I Webb? don't remember what his ownership was last week. I'm pretty sure it was decent, but I mean his his and that was course history related, 100 yeah. whatever it was. This oh, week, uh, Garbo, did you see our cool T-shirts before we keep going? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on, I'm still, I mind you just cut me oh, off, you asshole. Yeah, I, I, got, I got mine too. Here. Yeah, and then uh, Josh is wearing this one. That's a do I like you, that logo. That's a good one right there. Thank yeah, you. It, is good, it is a good logo. I made it myself. DM. Did you really picks? No, no. This is Joe Idoni. <laughs> I know. The, I saw Joe Idoni did that, but I was like, "Did you review the one to create?" No, because that's pretty dude, good. I, I only Joe does his own spreadsheets, thing. dude. Um, yeah, Joe uh, creates his own t-shirts. They're quality t-shirts. I'm excited to get your hoodie that I ordered. All right, we're uh, into the. Hold on, you cut, hold on, you cut me off. I was saying something about Web earlier. Yeah, sorry. Oh, we, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Last week was complete ownership play okay, because of course history. He's fifteenth, twelfth, second, a miscut, and a third. And now nobody wants him. Wild, wild. I th- actually, I think I might be in on that. To be honest, there with you me. go. Just giving away uh, plays, giving away picks. The uh, the withdraw from last week just makes me laugh because it's it shows as a withdraw, but it's it's obviously like a, a hundredth finish. Yeah, so like last his last four events were bad. He had a decent one, and then a bad one. I don't know what I to like take. 
I don't know what to make of Webb. I like so like that lineup for anyone listening, for me, Webb, I'm probably just gonna have like a max ownership of 10%, and I hope it doesn't get over seven. You know, if I'm making a hundred lineups, I don't want more than seven lineups with Webb in it because I just don't trust them. But I wouldn't mind putting in that in the winner take all, like the 2K winner take all one for a dollar. Yeah. I'd rather just oh, yeah, throw Pat's it in. has got, gone 10%. I, have a, I just have a uh, just a golf question in general. How does what happened to Webb Simpson happen? Because last he year he was he injured. Do you want to talk about injuries? Do you want to talk about body injuries? He was injured. That was so you think he's still injured right now? No, no, no. So he got injured and has he just never come back a long time and maybe he's like pissed and then he's Brooks and he's mad but he's not Brooks because he's not a pussy. Like here's the deal with with Webb. I could see that with somebody that hits the ball hard. He like he's not long. He he has basically made a career off of hitting the ball insanely close to the hole. I don't and hit it far at all. I can't really even hit it far anymore. Then he was a shitty putter because he – I'm pretty sure he used the, like, putter they put in your chin, and then he was a good putter again. So I just don't – I don't understand. And maybe it is an injury, but I don't understand how – what has happened in the last year with Webb could happen so quickly where it's like, well, it's like top 10 and fucking everything to the guy can't – can't do anything. He just is dead. That's the, Harris English was hurt too. Like this happens to people. It did, ha- it did happen to Harris English. Harris but English I was about to win like his third tournament in 2021 at the St. Jude last year and collapsed on the back nine. But honestly, isn't, isn't Harris English back? What's that? Isn't he? Isn't Harris English back? Isn't he good again? Where is he in here? Mm, nope. I picked What's him last week. Right? He the is he not playing this week? He's pretty awful because he missed the whole season. He's yeah, he what about live live golfers? There's three cams that left this week alone. Cam Smith, Cam Young, and apparently Cam. Trump. Well, hold on though, hold on. There's a whatever article was written about Cam Young. Yeah, that's a apparently yeah, somebody. So there's the big headline that they wrote the headline that says Cam Young gone, and everyone's Quick like bait. he gone. And no laying no, up. Retweet. Yeah, it was a. It's a. And paid article and everybody game. looked at it as like I'm not paying for that shit. <laughs> and then somebody who doesn't care about money paid for it and read it, and they're like, "It just says he could go. Yeah, it doesn't say he actually went." And then they talk to him directly, and he's like, "No, dude." I hope he. I actually hope he doesn't go, just so we can laugh at all the idiots that took that headline and said, "He go. All the cams are gone." The yeah, and then now it's like a fact. <laughs> It was too I bad that, that I he, you know, like he'll never win a major. That's sad. It's like, dude, chill out. He's twenty something. Um, and Yo, then, you want me to? Do you want me to go off on that now, or we want to talk later? About <laughs> yeah, Josh, you're fired up. What are you fired up about? The the Cam Young. Let's just let's forget that that article could oh, Cam possibly Smith. be fake. No, Cam Young. Oh, but you're you're fired okay. up about Cam Smith. No, no, no. But actually, mostly the Cam Young thing, to be honest. But were you mad about Cam Smith taking the money, or you're mad about people thinking? No, no, no. no. I don't, well, kind of. But the you're Cam fired Young up thing, about a lot of things. The, the Cam, the Cam Young thing bothers me more. Okay. Because Explain. and and what we're just gonna assume here because we had assumed already that he's going, so we're not gonna go diving into that article saying, "Ooh, maybe it's not." Maybe it's, we're just gonna assume he's gone. 
I do. Okay. The the people that are saying, I can't believe he would go. He's so young. He could win majors, blah, blah, blah. Makes no fucking sense. Because, like, these guys, all of them, understand as the tour season goes on, as the major season goes through, their chances of winning a major are so fucking small. Ask Rory. And, like, it, yeah. Rory has said this a whole bunch of times, I think. Speed. Yeah. So they thought they would win a million. Right. So even Tiger. And and by the way, we see this in every fucking sport. It doesn't matter what sport it is. There's contract disputes, there's holdouts, there's all these things. What why would those things be a thing if people wanted if all people cared about was winning? They would if never sign a contract. Somebody would just hand them a contract that says, hey, this is a really team-friendly deal so we can get more people onto your team to win. Everyone would fucking sign and say, give me that championship, baby. You know what happens? They don't give a fuck. They go to the they go to their they go to their guy and they say, Here's what I feel like I'm worth, or the their agent says, Here's what I think you're worth. And then they work their ass off to try and get that or more that all they're doing is any sport, golf, basketball, football, whatever. They're just trying to make the most money they possibly can. And by the way, that's why everybody wants to be on the PGA Tour because that's where the most money was up until about three months ago. I have some. And then this. part number two that really bothers me here is when they go – when the Cam Smiths and the Cam Youngs and the DJs and the Brysons, they all go, everyone says, well, they don't care about golf anymore. They got all the money in their pockets. And it's like, that's not true either because anybody that's played a competitive sport for any amount of time, you it's impossible to lose that competitive edge for any reason. Like, Ch- Chad, you have been a competitive sports player of something at some. Like, when you go play golf, no, I, or I play any, cash the check, you are then... trying to be your best. Yeah. Whenever, when you put that tee in the ground, you're like, I'm trying to do my best that I possibly can. Unless I'm hurt, and then I'm. <laughs> Unless you're hurt. So when they're like when hurt. people are saying, "Oh, Bryson's teeing it up," but he doesn't care. He's just gonna whip it out of bounds and doesn't give a fuck. Or no, no, no. True. I heard they said they let hence they let Stenson win. Right. No, <laughs> they're when they all they when they're at home, they probably don't give a fuck. That's probably true. They're like, oh, I got all this money in the bank. Games. I don't care. Yeah. When they get to the golf course and they put the fucking tee in the ground on the first tee and hit the ball down the fairway or try to hit it down the fairway, they are trying to beat <clears throat> excuse me, everybody else in the field. Because once you do that, like a competitive fire just rips through it doesn't matter if you care when you're at home or not if you're a competitive person you're trying to win it really doesn't matter but to go on top of that once they get done when the tournament's over everybody wants you to be like oh shoot i lost i'm really sad about that that's when they don't care they're like well i go home i got 500 million in the bank what the fuck do i care but when they're when you're in the between the white lines you're trying to win Oh, you so, don't care what your wealth Fargo says. Yeah. What about you, Darwin? What are your thoughts? All right. So first and foremost, this is a job for 99% right. of those golfers. It's a job. 
Imagine showing up to your job for a week and not getting a paycheck. Like you put in 40 hours of work and your job tells you, hey, you can go home. You're not fired, but you can go home. Uh, See you next week. Try again. Um, and you're not getting paid. Yeah, exactly. We'll see you next week. So for 90 and, and the, the, the whole conversation of legacy, how many golfers does that even pertain to? It's your Two. elite golfers. That's it. It's your elite <laughs> golfers. No, but yeah, exactly. Not even though, because dude, like just f- four or five years ago, Rory was like, maybe I'll quit golf and write a book and look at birds and like do nothing. Sure. And like they right. do this. And then so they're like, I can't live up to the legacy that I thought I could as a kid where I thought I could compete with the tiger legacy. Sure. And so then they're always disappointed. They're ultimately like, always disappointed in their potential. They don't so, get there. To, to Josh's point, like the two, like, okay, let's let's name off, let's just do this in this pod. Name off the golfers that we think have a legacy. Like, I'll start Rory, the JT, one, right? JT just called, called, the cup, called the cup an F word <laughs> and got dropped by Ralph Lauren. He's Mr. Legacy now. He's, well, he's, got two ma- he's got two major wins, so that automatically puts it's him Morikawa. in Morikawa. Morikawa. Sure. I don't even think he's there. I mean, he's I he's it. so young, Josh, that I think you can still like we can hope that he has like speed. That is, that is another point, Darbo. What you just said is another annoyance of mine. Is we the hope. At, the age. yes, exactly, and we as fans really, really, really hope that everybody's has the mindset of Tiger Woods, Tom Brady. It's been noted a billion times. Tom Brady took way less money in his in his NFL career just so the Patriots could build up their team so he could win a fucking whole bunch of titles. It's been noted a whole bunch of times. So and, when and- as fans, we're like, we we really hope that everybody will do that. So every professional athlete we look at and say, that's my standard. When it should be the other way around, it should be. I understand that almost everybody is doing this as a job. This is how they put food on the table. Even if it's whatever millions of dollars, people live different lifestyles, whatever. That's how that works. That's how most people are doing this as a career, their job, their lives. There are a very small amount of athletes that are doing this just to put a trophy in their on their mantle and say, when they're done with their career, say, Look at all my trophies, baby. There's like there's like four golfers that can say that, I think. Right. I, I absolutely agree. Even if you wanted to say 10% of the people who have their tour card right now have an opportunity to for legacy, I mean, that would be too big of a number in my opinion. It, it's most likely like 4%, maybe 2% of, of golfers have a legacy. The guys that already went over... I. I I don't think Brooks has it anymore. You know, I don't think he, he like think so he would be living off of his four majors for the rest of his life. Cause I don't think he's winning another one. I think he's got no. too many body issues that he, he's just, he's never going to be the same Brooks he once was. So I don't mind that he went over Phil who effing cares. Like 
legacy he's, his he's legacy never was already but his legacy exactly. is already cemented like this whole lip no, no, tour he, and like Phil knew that when he got away with the stock thing and like he's he's basically untouchable like he's been flirting with the law are we got BK hopefully we got BK coming in or no he doesn't want to show up I don't know but uh, not, I wasn't going to open it now I am are you just that thirsty you're having a modelo well, I, I had hey, him sitting Madel, here hoping he would come join it. us, and then he didn't. So I'm just going to drink it now. Oh, well. um, I just right. think I that do, this, this, this lip tour, I think there's so many virtue signalers out there that are trying to make this a big deal, and it really isn't. Even if the guys go to I live, I, like, there's first of all, there's only so many golfers that can go over to live. You know, because of their fifty-hole for uh, hole format with the shotgun start, so you can't have you know everyone from the tour going over there. If enough people do go over to the live tour from the PGA tour, then you yeah you are putting the PGA tour in a rough spot, and I think then the conversation can be had in saying this is bad for the PGA tour. But the guys that have went over there already, I mean, Phil, he's not going to be relevant on a PGA tour anymore. Brooks doesn't, he hasn't played enough tournaments to even, you know, whatever. DJ, you can make the argument, but I honestly think each one of these golfers that went over the live tour have a gripe against PGA Tour, including Cam Smith. Including. Also, most of them have a work ethic issue. Sure, but I think a lot of these Europe, I think a lot of these Europeans don't want to do as hard work over there. I think a lot of these Europeans have been really mad, not even Europeans. Uh, international golfers have been really mad at the PGA Tour for whatever reason, like maybe not having events in other parts of the world. Because, like, why would Cam Smith go? I think that has a lot to do with tra- like the travel restrictions and stuff like that. That maybe, uh, maybe not restrictions, but like, it's just odd. Like, I don't think Cam Smith is doing it strictly for the money. Perhaps he is, but I I think that there is some kind of animosity with the Lee Westwoods, the Ian Poulters, the Grant, uh, did Graham McDowell go over there? Yeah. Graham McDowell's. I think they all have animosity towards PGA tour and I'd love to listen. I don't think they're going to say anything right now because I think they believe they can get back to the PGA tour at some point, which I would be, I think that's fine. I don't think you're like spitting on the PGA tour for going to live tour. It's like, I was I was kind of hoping Martins was here because he lives in North Dakota. It'd be like <laughs> him stopping whatever he's doing to go work in the oil fields over there for like a year. Oil fields just aren't to cash good in, for the yeah, yeah, they're not good for the environment. It's not good for his health. Like, and it politically all... doesn't align with his views or values or whatever. Yeah. But what if that pays for you and your family for the next three years, four years? Or you are so where yeah, like you don't have any other option. Like you're one of those golfers. Like I don't even know if it's you don't have another option. But like, let's just say, hey, you're gonna go do that. I wouldn't look at Martins and going, you sellout, you anti-American, you what or what anti-environmentalist. I can't believe you'd ever do something like that. I'd be like, go get your money, man. Go get it. Like, we're all struggling. I know these PGA Tour pros probably aren't struggling, but still, who cares? No, no, no. See, that's the problem is it's like that's more money than you've ever, you'll have ever you ever be able to spend in your life, you fucking guy. It's like, opportunity. It's an opportunity. 
No, I know. And a lot of, uh, gosh, what was I listening to where they were talking? Oh, it was Harold Varner on Tour Junkies where he said that it takes a lot of money to help people. And it's like some of these people are allowing their morals to be skewed so that they can accept money so that they can use that money to help people. Like I think Bubba in his heart wants to help people. He's going to take the money because I feel like that's probably true. If if what he's been saying about how he's been struggling with all types of things in his life, mental health specifically, but mm -hmm. I think he's mentioned other things. I, I think he generally genuinely does want to help people. And if he's going to be able to take all this cash and be able to do that. Cool. Well, well, well yeah, think. we'll see. You know, we'll see. We will see. Sure. Even, are they able to even get the money from the Saudi International Fund? Is it one of those things that they're paying or they're uh, playing for their advances? Or what is this deal like that we just I, heard from the lawyers? I mean, if you're not. That's a weird paid, thing. Weekly, biweekly, monthly. You know, like if these guys haven't seen a paycheck yet, I would quit. Like I'd be I like. probably oh, done too. No, no, I'm sure a lot of them have been given the money, but then they're like, "Yeah, you won four million. We're not giving you that four million. That is that's an interesting like that's thing that came not. out of the uh, out of the hearing or whatever it was yesterday is all these reports from a whole bunch of people that are accountants and engineers watched that thing because it was public on Zoom, came out and said, "Oh, live lawyer just said that they're they're drawing on uh, advances against their." Uh, contracts and then Rappaport and I think somebody else tweeted that uh, a live lawyer was like it was a totally different conversation prize money is completely separate whatever that was was something else with like FedEx Cup points or something so well and then it's clearly obvious that like the dude that's from the Japan tour that's worth zero dollars to live. If he wins the four million, like he's not getting an extra four million. But DJ, I think they're like different negotiations for different guys in the world. Um, some think contracts that, think about how dumb that model would be. So, okay, DJ, you get a hundred million dollars, and the top prize of winning a tournament is four million. Oh, by the way, that four million just goes against your one hundred million dollar contract. DJ, if, if I know he's probably not a smart dude, but if he's doing the math in his head, he's telling himself, "How many tournaments do I need to win to his, cover that?" I, or by the way, would his I manager knows how to do that math, and his manager and he's will like, that "I out. need to win twenty-five <laughs> tournaments to make up all that money that I made." Like, why? I just that's not happening to the care. DJs of the tour. That's why there's maybe nah. even not. To the level of the Johnny Vegas's or the whatever. Oh no, Pat Perez, whatever his name is. So like maybe they're actually guaranteed stuff and they've been given money into their bank accounts and they're fine with the way that it goes and they'll never win anyway. But either way, that was pretty good. That was some telling shit where you have the live lawyers. Why wouldn't they pay for better lawyers for this tour? <laughs> because you know why? It's because they told everyone we're going to pay for your lawyers. Come on over. They might have. They did. Yeah. That was like a thing. So then I remember they're like, we'll pay for your lawyers. But they didn't say we'll pay for your shitty ass lawyer. Like show up and act a fool. But I didn't. I, I don't think I, I was told the uh, the PGA tour lawyer was not very good, too. So, <laughs> well, classic. They didn't know anything about anything, apparently. And then they're like, <laughs> OK, we'll set the trial date for August of 2023. 
Did you see that? Oh, I did not see that. That's yeah, they're like, okay, we'll start a trial in 2023 in August. So it's like, dude, if we're going to go to trial over this specific issue. Liv, Liv might be dead in August. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, for the next FedEx Cup playoffs? Uh, okay. But either way. Uh, Josh, you played golf. Are we going to be done with Liv? Or do you continue? You want to continue talking about Liv? We're going to tout some Liv names and reasons. When the team... I, uh, I, I got what I needed to say off my chest. So okay, I'm, cool. I'm fine. Um, how many rounds have you played this year, Josh? Is it up to 100 yet? 100? No, I'm, I mean, I'm well over. Do you want me to count on air right now? I mean, it's kind of a running joke that I've played like four. I mean, I'm, I'm probably like 44. 60 or so, probably. <laughs> well, it's just I almost quit. I was quit golf. Uh, uh, what's today? Thursday? Yesterday? Uh, no. <laughs> yes, no, today's Wednesday. Played golf yesterday. Yeah. Almost this quit. Why? I was I play I was playing a course yesterday that it. is impossible to lose a golf ball basically if you can if you're okay at golf. I lost two golf balls within the first three holes. Bogey. So, what? Yeah, yeah. So I I mean actually so the first hole I Josh lost never it. first first hole I lost and I've had like a sweet like <laughs> up and down situation of to bogey uh second hole actually had a really bad shot like into the bunker and got up and down well did not get up and down made a bogey wait next hole hit it into the water which is the water on the next hole by the way is damn near impossible to hit into and i hit it into it what did you uh, not club down enough no i mean driver off the tee baby we're bang we're banging it this is josh's uh, problem actually so I, I the opposite problem the of everybody else on planet Earth is that they it, they're not hitting it far enough. Josh is hitting it too far. Chad, I I hit this ball into the water and I'm so annoyed at this point. Three this holes so in, funny. I I take my drop and I just grabbed a wedge out of my bag. No, didn't you didn't even, even look. Did at not it. know what wedge it was. I just grabbed one. I hit it to a foot. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. how you part. I, it was me, me and my dad were playing. I hit it to a foot. And, so you ended uh, up parring the one you had the water shot. No, uh, yeah, you were yeah. even playing worse than your scorecard shows. What's that? No, yeah, I was playing oh, bad, so bad. Every shot I was hitting was bad. Like I, Did you I text there? you on the eighth hole. Like I'm you said something about golf is course. the model. You said something about is the model coming, and I said probably <laughs> tomorrow. I'm walking the golf course, and I said notice. I didn't say playing golf. I was, I was very confused. I was like, are after you with the, your son? Like, after the fifth hole, I I parred every hole and made two birdies. I played uh, 13 holes, two under. So the first five were just god-awful. I, I, I was hitting the ball so bad, I didn't know why it was bad. I was ready to be done. Hmm. And then the 10th hole came, and I hit a ball that I knew fixed everything I had done in the past. I hit eight out of nine greens on the back nine. Interesting. Wow. So, so now we're back. Shot one over, and I almost quit yesterday. Well, I what was your question, have... by the way? Oh, you were just asking me how many rounds I played, and I went on a rant about how I almost quit golf over a one on one over round. Uh, I'm playing the Dinah Country Club next week. Must be nice. Must be yeah. nice to just know rich people. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't Where's know. My my how, many, how many spots open do you have? No, I'm, so my dad knows this rich guy that has a membership there. This rich guy. I'm free until 4 p.m. if somebody backs out. 
Uh, well, it's with my brother-in-law who's in town apparently for that week. That's fine, I, I can meet your brother-in-law. Uh, oh God, you would murder Edina Country Club. There's two par fives in a row, or like there's three out of four holes are par fives at one point. It's amazing. Love that. Love par five. I actually I don't score very well on par fives. You don't? No, I hit the ball out of bounds a lot. <laughs> there's no out of bounds at ECC. <laughs> it's amazing. We should get out there somehow. We could just hop the fence at my parents' house. Well, I apparently you got fucking connections, Chad. So get us out. This there. guy hates me though because what happened last year in the same exact foursome, and I didn't think I'd be invited back. <laughs> make sure when you uh, make sure when you invite Darbo out, you uh, actually tell him what he's being invited to. <laughs> well, that too, I will. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Darbo. Uh, no, well, it hey. worked out really well that Darbo quit on that last weekend's tournament because then no, not was- really, because we ended up playing the whole thing. Yeah, but my arm is so fucked up. I hope. <laughs> so like it was well, nice. It looked, it looked so bad. Even when I was sitting there an hour before we were supposed to start, the I told the I told the starter, I'm like, hey, I think we're gonna start, but like we're probably gonna be done in like an hour, and then it literally just never rained. It was perfect time. weather. It really was. It, was. it was wild. So you were Darwin sure. Darwin was like, dude, I'm not driving three hours to like probably not play golf. I'm like, just have one. I was going to text you to actually just not do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like I, a weirdly perfect. It was actually almost too hot even. I was sweating. It was hot. Yeah. I woke up and I was like, uh, I looked at the, the, the forecast right away. Oh no, I saw your Facebook post and I was like, Oh God, well, let me go look. And then I saw like <laughs> the chance of lightning every single hour of the day yeah. up until like 7 PM or whatever. And then yeah. Chad literally messaged me two minutes after I like woke up and was like, what are the chances we play? And so I'm looking at the <laughs> you know everything and i'm like yeah not very good i'm and i was like i am not driving three and a half hours down there or to sit there and even if it was to drink beers then it's like okay so then like i'm i was then figuring out i was figuring out lodging and stuff like that the person that i was gonna go stay like her place that i was gonna stay at she wasn't even gonna be there so it's like okay (laughs) yeah i got a good friend down there yeah yeah yeah. you bang um Jesus, Chad. <laughs> keep Eric, keep going. Sorry, sorry. No, I'm so a, I, yeah, I'm old. Jesus. Okay. I need this uh, entertainment in my life. We gotta re- we gotta regroup now. Eric, okay, keep going. <laughs> I should go get so, should I go I'm get another like, beer. Yeah, yeah. Yes, go away. Go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she wasn't she wasn't gonna be there, so I was like, okay, so what what's the likelihood of all of us dudes? hanging out all the way until like I'm going to go back to her place to spend the night. Cause she's just going to give me her key. And I was just going to spend a, spend the night at her place without her even being there. So I'm like, that right. sounds pretty miserable. Cause like, I, if I agree, if everyone's leaving at like 7 PM, 8 PM, I'm like, okay, so what do I do? I'm not going to go to bed, but like, right, exactly. like, like so I had a bunch of things on my mind where I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not going down there, no matter what. Yeah, like, like, so, but I did want to play in it because it would have been fun to play with you guys, and I'm sure we could have created some content for you know Twitter or whatever. But, um, no, I, you know what I ended up doing instead, Josh? 
I entered well, a did tournament. it rain up there? Maybe you played golf on your own. No, I entered a tournament last second. Oh, you I, played the tournament. How'd that go? As soon as I said I'm done or I'm I'm canceling, I was like, I wonder when the two harbors tournament is. And so I looked it up. I went on their Facebook page because that's how I, I I befriended them last year when I played in it for the first time. And they're like, hey, we've got spots open for tomorrow's round. And I looked at the date and that was Friday. So I was like, oh, so I gave them a call and they're like, yeah, we have an opening at 1210. It's an hour drive from where I am to get to the, the golf course. And this was at nine in the morning. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll be there at 1210. Qualified for the champion, uh, the, the champion's flight. Uh, it was five shots, five shots behind first. The second day, okay, so Lake Superior Nationals with the golf course. Or no, no, no. Lakeview National is what the golf course is called. It's right, like, you see Lake Superior in the background. It's oh, that's nice. maybe half a mile from Lake Superior. I mean, it's very, very close. Two Harbors is on the lake. It's not even half a mile. It's probably, less, oh, it's yeah. probably half a mile. So, anyways, Lake Effect on all of the greens. Like... If the lake is over here, so the lake is here, and you've got a putt um, that's like this, it actually breaks to, to the lake. So I, I'm trying to wow. figure out a way. So it breaks that way. Even yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Like that. Because it's in your head that it, it, it looks different. So it's it was my third time ever playing the golf course. My first two other times were from the year before. So I know now in my head, I'm like, you have, you always have to remember where the lake is. Not all the time can you see where the lake is. You just have to remember. And if you have a compass with you, that's the best way to figure out how the green breaks. And again, doesn't matter what the slope looks like. Wherever that lake is, the ball will most likely, it, it gets affected. So I made zero putts. I had 39 <laughs> putts on day one and I shot an, an 81 or a, a 79. I shot a 79 with 39 putts. That's pretty good. I hit the ball really well. I just didn't make anything, and I and I three putted twice, which I rarely three putt, so that kind of pissed me off. But the greens were lightning. They and I didn't know the breaks all that well. Day two, twenty five mile an hour winds right by Lake Superior, as you can imagine. Love that. On Lake Superior, it gets super windy if you're around Great Lakes. It doesn't matter what Great Lake you're around; it is always windy. Great, you know, Chicago. It, the windy city it, it's it's because you're by the great lakes it, it it's so yeah i still hit the ball really well and i shot an 81 with an eight and a seven on my scorecard Ooh, now it sounds like me i do that a that lot. eight so that i was working the ball both directions that eight was because i got up to a hole i was a bit overconfident because I, I was just in control of my golf ball completely and I go up there and I try hitting a cut around a dog leg right. It goes straight into the trees. Like it starts right and it goes further right. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, I I can't drop up there because like the, the dog leg actually goes into the hole a little bit. And where I w went in, where I would have had to drop, I'd have to like hit a 30-yard chip out to the fairway. And then back. Just to yeah. see the, to, to the apex of it or whatever. And then, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I'm just going to re-tee. Like I'm, I'm going to have a better chance to get to a better spot by reteeing or whatever. Did the same thing, but I started it left enough to where I could drop up there and have a shot 
somewhat to the green. Uh, it wasn't smart. It wasn't good. That's how I got an eight. The rest <laughs> of the round, I'm like, I know why it happened. My cut, I just, I, I shoved. I put a, a draw swing on a cut follow through. And so I went inside out with a cut, you know, whatever. And it starts right, goes right, obviously. So that. that's my eight. My seven, <laughs> I, I, yeah, 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 okay. That seven that I got, I hit a draw, or I mean, I hit a drive. It was fine. I have 165 yards to the pin, straight into the into the breeze, straight into the wind. Like again, 25 mile an hour wind. My like, okay, well, it's better to be short here than long. I'm and there's there's woods right behind the hole, and the, the pins on the back, iron, by the way, on the back. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hit my seven iron because I hit that one eight. Seven. Yeah, Jesus. I wanted. I wanted to be short of the pin. I hit this ball that penetrates through the the, the entire wind, goes straight in the woods on the backside. <laughs> we like we yeah, no kidding, dude. One I had one. That's so I hit my I hit my one seventy club. It was one sixty five to the pin. So it's my it's my eight iron. I'm sorry, it's my eight iron to to one seventy. That goes through the wind. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is like the third time this year where I've had wind straight in my face that my, it doesn't touch my golf ball. So I must hit Where a really are heavy. You? Are you Gary ball. Woodland? No, 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 no. I, I mean, in the wind? I guess. Yeah, I, I must yeah. hit a heavy enough You're golf ball that it doesn't, the wind doesn't touch it. So we find my golf ball in the woods. Now. Chip that shit out. It was hittable. So I tried and I didn't make great contact with it. And then it got further into the clump of bushes right in front of me. So then I play an unplayable from there. Um, oh my God. And put that one on the green and two putt for a seven. So that I, okay. So I, I lost my six. <laughs> we have a, we have a guest. Look at, I see nostrils. What's oh up, guys? Is he, did he drunk? Oh, my God. You guys, you guys oh, my, okay. Dude, I just finished this. Hold on. Hold on now. Uh, How Brian many modellas has Josh had? What, dude, are you smoking a heater? Form. Where are you in the darkness? I'm in an Uber on my way home. Absolutely. <laughs> what, what BK, do you get one of these T-shirts? Preferred lines? I'm I'm a responsible human. I don't like drunk drive. Like I take Do Ubers not. when I have a couple of beers. Okay. Drinking and driving is how many, stupid. How many Delos we have tonight, BK? I, I I had my six pack of the Modella Negras, and they were very good. Honestly, you like, fell in love with the Negra. I saw the uh, the review was in. Wait, so Josh, how do you feel about the Modellas? I know you've been having them tonight. Yeah, I mean they're. I've, so I I got the Coronas. They were horrible. Okay. Then I got the Modellos, and they were very good. So, I mean, one is a nine, and one is a two. Ooh. Have like, you had one with that? Like, you know what the only problem with the Modelo is? Look at how fat this bottle is. I mean, it just doesn't fit in anything. This is a, It's a problem. The bottle is a problem. <laughs> what the do you bottle? mean? Why is the bottle Look so how, weird? The, bo the bottle it's a is showed. so wide. It doesn't <laughs> like. <laughs> You can't put like you can't put it in Chad's little uh, little koozie there. You can't put it in that. It's too fat. I even have a sixteen ouncer here, and this thing is fitting nicely into this koozie. Plus, I got for me Dyna, Tire and Auto. The, by the way, actually, the the bottles it makes it really easy to drink it really fast. 
Okay. BK, Wait, how many have you had tonight, Josh? Modelo's? Yeah. This is my second Modelo. What I, I, I had Modelo set to the side in case Thank you come so talk to us. He's out, Mohammed. Oh no, he's still here. He's he just. Yeah, no, I know. He's saying bye. Uber. He's saying bye to the Uber. Um, so we should have better lighting in a few seconds. <laughs> no, Josh. What do you mean? You've only had two beers tonight. I'm. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! No, 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 no! Blair Witch Listen, listen, listen. I had Modelo set to the side in case you would come on and talk to us. I've been having McGolden lights the whole time. <clears throat> You've been having Mick Ultras? No, no, no. Golden Light. Here, here. Hold on. BK doesn't know about Mick Goldens over on the East Coast. He doesn't know about yeah, no, Mick Yeah, he has no idea what it is. Here, okay. BK, look at this. Mick Golden Light. Wait, so what, what did you guys talk about like tonight? Like, who's going to be the highest stone? Like, who are the plays? Who are the pivots? Like, well, Dar- okay. Have like you heard this. about Darbo's strategy of locking in two guys? No. What is this? Darbo and Darbo's come up with the thing about like you just lock the 10k guy and lock the 9k guy that you're in love with. And Scotty then- and Zal. Scotty and Zal. Does that work that's in the new- bucket system, Darbo? That's an interesting combination. I like that. Who did no uh, like ultimately- every fucking lineup? Like every fucking lineup this week, Scotty and Zal, and then you mix it up down low. Like how many those lines are, the are you guys. making? What? How many lineups are you making? I, I mean, I 20? play in the mini max every week, and then I do like every single thirty-three dollars single entry, twelve dollars single entry, and then I put out. I was like, "Yo, like play me one on one." Like let's. So I played a <laughs> bunch of. A bunch of people send me requests for like twenty dollar head to heads, so I'm in oh, a bunch that. of those this week. Oh, there he is. He's in. He's in color now. It's no longer black um, and white. BK, welcome to the program. BK, how many unique lineups are you creating? I don't try. I don't really. Track oh no! So that. so Darbo will make 150 lineups, and they'll all be different, no matter what. Can you make 90, and they're all different. So there are any of your lineups duplicated? Like when you make a single entry lineup, are you making the only that's the only lineup you make for all single entries? There's no way to know that if you're doing a single entry. Oh yeah. So you just spray whoever you just put that's whatever lineup in whatever Yeah, I have a couple beers and then I pick who the guys I want. Like, isn't that how you play DFS? Correct. Okay, this is exactly what I told Chad earlier. You just look at the dudes you like, don't give a fuck about anything, put them all together and see what happens. Yeah, like everyone, like like this, like I know I'm you guys. Get a headache like, watching them walk around. I gotta go though. I'm gonna like give my point, and like I know you guys have been going on for a while, but like I just want to like give my point, like before I head out. It's like my point is like, look how well like the top fucking owned guys have done like these past couple weeks. Cam <laughs> Smith at the Open Championship goes out and wins at like fucking twenty percent. Um, and then last week, Russell Henley, Sanjay M, Tom Kim were all 20%. They were all fucking in the top five. Cantley at the fucking Rocket Mortgage was like 40% finished his top three. So, like, everyone who's, like, fucking obsessed with ownership and, like, 
fading chalk. Like, okay, how's that gone for you? Like, genuinely, how has that gone for you? Because the top owned plays have been doing very well. Thank you. Yes. Like, just to, like, fade them because they're highly owned is a losing strategy. Yeah, you have to have low guys in there. But, like, high owned (laughs) guys have been doing well because the general public in DFS is smarter. And if a lot of people are on a place, it's becoming good. So, that's my two cents about DraftKings State right now. And that's how I feel. So, if you're – BK, BK, read us off your – who's your lineup? Yeah, who's your optimal? Yeah, my optimal right now is Scotty, Zal, um, Henley, Wise. Um, and then again, you can, I think that leaves you with like low sick. Like, what does that leave you with? Chad's plug, Chad's plug, 7,100. 7,100. Honestly, I like going down to Lee Hodges. He makes the cut. Love 6,100. It. Or like a Trey yeah. Mullen. And then I think Ooh, that leaves you with nice. like AK flat. Seventy-eight. Hatton. He said Hatton, right? Yeah, Hatton. I yeah, have a Hatton. That's the optimum. Oh that's God! Don't dupe me, bro. Don't dupe that me, bro. That, like that is like six beers deep vibes for the night. Love it, it feels that's- like we've had more than six beers. <clears throat> okay. Well, I'm not going to take drinking advice from a Midwest. <laughs> Because all of you guys do is drink. So I'm not going to hear it. You may or may not. Six beers to Josh is a breakfast. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, it's fine. I'm not going to shit on Wisconsin and, you know, Milwaukee. Son of you, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. The same. It's fine. I got to go. I know. We love you, BK. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome anytime. Have a great night. Honestly, I think I gave some pretty good info. Hope you gave the guy a 20% tip on his Uber. (laughs) No, I love you. (laughs) Okay. BK has joined the program and he's out of here. He's got to go back to his parents. The parents are calling in the background. Why are you so loud? It's nighttime. (laughs) He literally echoed. He literally echoed what we were talking about earlier. He should have been on this thing earlier. No, I know he was like acting. I, like- I invited him earlier. He, that's that's hey, why he didn't respond. He was at the bar. <laughs> I've got I mean, a lineup for BK though: Scotty Scheffler, Zalatoris, Aaron Wise, Taylor Pendrith, Chris Kirk, and Matt Kuchar. That works I'm, with the I'm going to dupe that lineup. I'm duping it, dude. You got you just want Matt Kuchar in your life this week. It's going to be an interesting week for, for Matt. So Kuchar whenever I rerun this, Chad, it's always just going to pick Chad or uh, Matt Kuchar because he's the the highest ranked guy in my six K range. But I guess I mm-hmm. can just take him out, and we'll see. I'll rerun it right now for you. Yeah, do it. What I'm going to do? I think Wise. I think Wise is going to be in it no matter what, though, because I've ran it three. Oh no, 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 no. Here's one: Scheffler, Zalatoris, Homa. Pendrith, Mitchell, Kevin Streelman. Oh, weird. Oh, how about this one? This is a Stars and Scrubs big time. Scheffler, Fino, Zalatoris, Mitchell, Vegas, McGreevy. Max McGreevy. I think he's uh, a... Hold on a second. I'm pretty sure he he just missed the top 25 screenshot. No way. He's 26th guy? I like this one. You put Scheffler and Zalatoris oh, no. with Homa, Pendrith, Mitchell, and Vegas. Okay, here's the top 20. 
most owned names of the week. Most guest name, most guest owned names. Most projected. People yeah. think that this yeah. is fact. No, not projected. Guest. Will Zalatoris <laughs> is coming in at the most owned. <laughs> what most guests be the most? I just owned. like his his determination to keep saying guest. <laughs> <laughs> I predicted this perfectly. Because I'm using FanshareSports.com, and I'm using Fantasy National, and I'm using my own beer gut brain, which is very fueled with Coors Light. But you'll All see right, Will cool. Torres, you'll see Sung J.M., and you'll see Sam Burns. It's like, why not use those names? That's bullshit that they're priced at the way that they're priced. That's stupid. And Tony Fina has won two tournaments in a row, and DraftKings put him at $9,700, so he's being clicked. Makes sense. Is, a, is, tw- is less than 20% enough to be a problem? What's the, what's the percentage where it's a problem? Um, none of these names are a problem, really, ultimately. Like 19% for Sam Burns. If it was 29% for Sam Burns or it was 20 even 5 or something, that might be a problem. I don't think Russell Henley at 7,800 at 16 is a problem either because of the way that is Russell it a, Henley is. Is it a problem? It could oh, be a problem. Okay, so the one singular golfer at, let's just call, let's just say 19.51 is the highest it will be. That's probably wrong. Somebody's probably going to be in the 20s. Somebody... There are probably two people in the Let's 20s. Let's do the well, rounds. Let's do the rounds right now. There's people here. They've waited this long. I have access to information, and I'm willing to share it. And so right now, on FanshareSports.com, I'm going to refresh the screen. I'm going to log back. In. Show Where us your we... password. Wait, wait, go back there. Show us your password. Well, <laughs> should we show this phone that's from 1999 <laughs> that they haven't updated? At least it's they a, it's a little eyeball icon so we can see your password. Don't. Should don't. I... No, no. Okay, sorry. I don't really care, but here we go. I almost did. How how many other places do you use that password? Probably a lot. That come on. It would have been a bad idea. Oh yeah. See there. See there. Over twenty percent. So okay. So twenty-one. Twenty-one percent. Oh wait, that's not right. So here's my question: Is playing Will's Corey Connors is the new chalk of the week? Uh oh. Yeah. Ew. So, so my question is, is playing Will Zalatoris at 21% even really a big deal by himself? Probably so. not. But if you play Will Zalatoris and Sam Burns together, that's well, probably a big deal, three, right? It worked, it worked last week. So the, the naysayers will say, well, look at last week. But last week, Darbo oh, will tell that. you, is like one out of 42. Or maybe a little less than that. Maybe like one out of 37, you get the chalk that hits the nuts. But – the contrarian pivoter of the world, the non-chalk donkey, would say, look at me go at my, my amazing pivots. And that amazing pivot week will happen one out of 37 weeks. So it's the exact fucking same. So it really does come back down to the two people in my life that I know that have won over a $100,000 on DraftKings. Those two people are Rob Holloway and Joe Idoni. And when I've asked both of them to their faces – do you give a fuck about ownership? They have both said no. I have never. I didn't even know or care when I made my lineup, but I won one hundred thousand dollars, and I won it all. This was like both the people that I know. I mean, that's a really weird way to say it, but it's like it really doesn't matter. And here's here's the thing where I think it becomes an issue. All right, so <clears throat> when you make a balanced lineup and you put it into a GPP. That's where you're going to get the most duplications because it's easy to get there. It's the thing that makes the most sense. Like if you start with a 9,000 flat golfer, 
and you want to use up nearly all 50,000 in your salary, there's only so many combinations you can create. So that's where you're going to really get your duplication. But let's say you start with like, uh, so if you put Zalatoris in your lineup at $9,500, who was the second? Uh, Burns? Rory. So you got 90, you've got $9,500 um, Zalatoris, and then you've got $8,600 Sam Burns. So if you were to like pair them up with any of the 10K golfers, that means you would have to drop down in the 6K range because you've got no salary left. That by itself is going to give you the greatest chance of a different lineup than anyone else because you take your lowest percentage and that's really your um, your real chance of duplication. So if you were to get what, – what, what was Matt Kuchar at? Two point some percent? Two something, yeah. Yeah, 2.6 or whatever. So yeah. if you had Matt Kuchar in that Zalatoris and that um, – Sunday, Finau. Yeah. This dude has Fitzpatrick up there. No one's even you're, talked about Fitzpatrick once this week. You're only likely to duplicate a lineup at at your ma- at a max percentage of 2% because it always goes down to your lowest guy. But then you also have to remember you have to play the percentages of all those other those other golfers. So if you went with a 20% Will Zalatoris, that means 80% of the field doesn't have Will Zalatoris. You're not going to duplicate 80% of those lineups. You have to worry about those 20%, but then you drop down to your next guy, Sam Burns, another 20%. So how many of the 20% Will Zalatoris has Sam Burns in it? And you work your way that way down to where you get to your last two golfers most likely, and that's where you're going to be the biggest difference. And guess what? That's where you're going to win your GPPs. Most no matter likely. what, anyway. Yeah. We, yeah. Right. So, to, and it's, it's fun to listen to BK talk about, you know, I'm sick and tired of this ownership stuff, as well you should be. Correct. Because it's really the only thing that I mean. There's two. There's two arguments to it. One is it's the only thing that can be, quote unquote, calculated, and the only thing that we have an advantage against other people we're playing against. Like I agree with that because, you know, based off of what you two do in our league matchup, you know, what if I duplicate your lineup, Chad? Then obviously you and I are going to go down with that ship. You know there's not going to be much of an advantage. No, there's no leverage. Like I can't make any ground on you or, or whatever. Correct. But let's say I wanted to create more of a gap. I w- I don't want to duplicate that lineup. So that's where ownership comes into play. But when you're doing GPPs, how the fuck do you know who anyone yeah. is on? You have no idea. Who cares? And then it's Who like the cares? what fourteen to versus fifteen point nine, fourteen point six to like this. Does it even matter? This means it's like sixteen out of a hundred people means versus nothing. twelve out of hundred. Hold on. Like here. I said, by the way, once you get to those numbers, it's you're just guessing. Yeah. 15. Well, first of all, I'm guessing, and second of all, we're guessing between like whether it's this truly all began when there was actual chalk. There was actual twenty percent on a six k guy. That's why people cared. They were warning you, like, this is a bad idea. There's never chalk on a 6K guy anymore because everyone is smarter now. That is if what you're making a decision, said. if you're making a decision from Russell Henley to Tyrrell Hatton because of ownership and only ownership, that's foolish. They're both very they're they're very equal golfers, but that five percent difference in ownership doesn't give you an advantage unless one of those two guys finishes inside the top three of the tournament, 
which is very likely. Like they both have a very equal opportunity to do that, but five percent isn't that big of a deal. You're right. not. Again, it comes down to the likelihood that they're going to win a tournament, not the fucking ownership of people playing DFS. The problem, the problem is, is that no one wants to admit that nothing fucking matters. <laughs> that is the problem, and like Rufus, or does everything on, matter? Someone, Rufus Peabody guy or whatever, who was on Tour Junkies, and they're interviewing him, like, please give us the answers, help us out, and he's like, I wish I could. This is golf, people, <laughs> and like he cannot give you the answers. Versus a guy like Adam Evatan, that's like, I can give you the answers. I got them come on over to ETR and sign up for our website and for right. NFL season and for your draft and for your best ball and for your DK weekly, this is the best option. These are the ways to win that can actually happen. So I'm hesitant to support any website that requires payment, but Unless it's from my friends, Josh, Bennett, or Eric Jarbo. Are you guys making a website? Can we get to the point where Maybe. we kind of do our own thing and we we know this stuff? So then we we, we start making different models or ways Ooh. around it. I Okay, so to answer your question first, I, I have something to add to... Let me actually add that first. I just found out today, you know how we were talking about that course course correlation model from rick run good mm -hmm. it has everything to do with the stats from the tournament so he had said that his course correlation stats because mm -hmm. he was talking about uh daniel berger someone's like hey can you uh pull up daniel berger's stat profile from the two years he won and can we can can we find like minded golfers or like stat golfers from there and he goes he goes to the course correlation he goes well uh, everything that you see here is already going to have Daniel Berger stats baked in there. And I'm like, are you fucking? So it's from the tournament. It's from the tournament where the golfer is playing their best golfer, like their best golf. Right. And, you know, like that's, what's going to determine your course correlation to me. I think that's, that's wrong. That's not a I golfer think... profile. That's just what it kind of, what happened, which largely, yes. or maybe not even largely, a decent chunk of that is variances in there. Just exactly. Okay, so Daniel Berger winning a tournament. What if Bryson won that tournament? What would that stat profile look like? So every, everyone would say, oh, you got to bomb it there. But do you? You know? Because it's going to... So those course correlation models, and I... So take it from this way. That that golf course seems like it's more of a precision type of golf course. So you know the iron play is going to be a little bit stronger than say the Rocket Mortgage Classic, you know. And so when you compare courses that way, you're going to get those those variances and stats. You know, like where where approach is actually going to matter more at um, at this this tournament. You know, the TPC Southwind Golf Course than it will at the Detroit Golf Club. No shit, because you can't hit driver all over the place. But to say at that tournament, whatever stats helped propel, and, and he says it's not just from winners, it's from everyone on that who, who does well at that course, which again is subject, I don't know what that means. But like, yeah. if, it's, if it's a snapshot of the tournament, of, of golfers playing in that tournament, I think that's disingenuous because I would want to know the stat profiles heading into the tournament for sure. that that 
that play well there? Because what if it's just a random thing? What if Daniel Berger fucking sucked with his approach shots leading into the each of those tournaments and then just turned it's it just on? Randomly good at approach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like so now it comes variance and but that becomes like gospel and truth because it's a, a course correlation model. And yeah. it's like, okay. Don't don't there's rely some on the disingenuine, like just just disingenuineness about that, which I I just I don't like. But that's disingenuousness like from everyone in the fucking industry. And we've been dealing with that yeah. for, for since we've gotten into it, where we're like feeling stupid and having like no confidence in what we're thinking about or what we're coming from or how we're interpreting things because the high and mighties of the industry have owned it. And that's been the mm -hmm. way that it's been. And if you don't think their way or if you don't use their systems, then you are wrong. And then, or I mean, you'll not, you'll not win. And then it's like, where are the receipts of all your wins from your perfect ways of doing things? Or where are the receipts of what you're preaching actually being successful? That's what I'd like to see, you know? So when I build my website, Chad, which I'm, I'm in talks with people to build it for me. It, you both are building websites. So we're building websites in the world yeah. of 2022. And what I'm going to do is everything. It's going to be revolved around the bucket system, but I'm also going to provide strokes, gain stats and stuff like that, because that's what people want. That's what people need in their life. They can, you can do just like the, the Rick Gaimans of the world. Hey, I'm just, I'm just providing stats and I'm giving you my best logic behind the stats, but you make your decisions. That's what mm -hmm. I'll also say and do or whatever. But all of my stuff will be snapshots before the tournament starts. Here's what the stat profiles were of these guys heading in. 24 rounds from there, uh, 100 rounds from there, whatever, a full year, two weeks, you know, a month, two months, whatever. These are your snapshots leading into the tournament. And that's that's what you can expect. Those are golfers, those are golfer profiles that you should consider. You know, something like that. And of course, the big thing is the bucket system. I will show you the bucket yeah. system. You'll be able to review that against every single tournament, not just the tournament we're at, but let's and it'll be by strength of field, which I know they did away with, but I know how to calculate it. So I'm gonna continue doing strength of field. Um so I'll have all that information. You can use your yardages. You can use your course difficulty stuff, you know, that stuff with the buckets. So you understand, oh, hey, I still need to find two guys who top 20 last week to be in my lineup this week. And, you know, because I'm, I'm trying to find the, tr you know, I'm trying, I'm going to be very transparent with my website and all the stats that go into my website. You know, where I don't feel the transparency with any of these other websites. What about you, Jish? Uh, I actually, well, I'm, I'm right on the same page here because the, I subscribe to Rick's website, which we have talked, we talked about last week. And you don't, you don't get it. You don't get information on how things are given to you. So I said people are getting smarter with uh, Fantasy National, Rick Run Good, whatever. I think there's another level of smart you can get to when you start thinking about what the stats mean. That like the Drew Matthews level. Like Drew so Matthews. Are, 
feels like right. I feel like Drew Matthews is interpreting it differently. Drew Matthews is definitely interpreting stats, and I think he's giving people insight into what a lot of the stats mean, which I think is really cool. So, in the meantime, fantasy golf bag would be a better option for you if you're going to subscribe to something. I mean, I would say if I was going to, if I was going <laughs> of, of everything that was out there today, if I was going to pick one, I mean, that's definitely the place that I would go because I think he's. I think Drew Matthews is kind of dying. Yeah, he's like us. He thinks like us, I think. Yeah, right, exactly. He was on BK's show last night, and then some of the things that he said, I was like, he sounds like Josh, and he sounds like Eric Darbo. So, we're us, us three are very similar uh, minded people, I think. Yeah. And we're all, anyway. all golfers, by the way. Let's throw that out. An actual too. real golfer. And, and, yeah, actually, yeah, that is a good point. And yeah. didn't we, was that last week we talked about that? Where we're like, or why we, are you taking yeah, Josh and I were texting about this. No, we talked. No, didn't we? Talk last we week. talked about this. We talked about we're confused yeah. why people are taking advice. Like the the example I gave is people love to say this golfer can't win because they don't know how to win, <laughs> and the person yeah. that said right. that has yeah. never like shot lower than ninety. Right. That oh, person yeah, that doesn't know funny. what it takes to win anything. Right. So and and that came from uh, uh, Peters uh, Peterson, right? Josh Peterson, know, or no, not just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That the former tour pro that's an, uh, a real estate agent. Yeah. yeah. What the, what the fuck's his name? I can't remember. Whatever. Does it actually Peterson's his last name. He tweeted it out and I was like, this makes a fucking ton of sense to me. All these people that are a hundred shooters are trying to give you a ton of advice about how golfers play golf and they don't know how to play golf themselves. So and I, I, so, like you said, Eric, like you're a very good golfer. Your your handicaps in the pluses somewhere. I'm not a plus, but I'm very close to that. Drew Matthews, I think, played pro for a while, so he understands yeah. how that stuff works. So, yeah, I mean, I think the, the better at golf you get, the more you kind of understand like what the stats mean that people are giving to you. So, yeah. Oh, well, BK's being. Dude, you guys, BK is being raked on Twitter right now. He's being raked on Twitter? Why? It's so random for what he said to us. What did he say? I don't know. All of a sudden, I was like, why am I getting all these? <laughs> did he say something bad? No. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me show Did you. he say something bad? No. Remember when uh, I asked him how many, or somebody asked him how many unique lineups there were that are out of all of his lineups? And this dude oh, is he like, said I will join. I don't. I don't even see. Well, because we because because I was thinking like, if you make twenty lineups, are they in like ten of them are single entry? Do you make twenty different lineups, even if there's ten of them as single entry? <laughs> but this guy's like not being able to understand what they meant. Dude, BK was drinking tonight, so give him a little break. I'd suppose. Right. Yeah. Give him a break for. And sure. then not being able to understand that. Uh, and he's like, I generate 150 lineups for the mini max, and then I do all single entry and three maxes or different lineups. That is pretty much the answer. And then he's like, so everybody answers the answer to generate. <laughs> so it's not as bad as I thought it was. But anyway, so that was. He did, that guy did kind of rip him. But that's funny. Life is fun on the Twitter. Um, but what else can we talk about? Because it's been a long time on this. Oh, we... I wish I would have seen that. No, I'm so sad. We've talked about the progress of you guys' sites because oh, we hey, need to know if you're going to have a cell phone that's going to be updated from 2020 or 2010 on your cover page. So I would eventually somewhere down the road, I, I will hire Josh. 
Oh, whenever whenever this happens, wow! Whenever Lucky I you, get money, Josh. I will hire Josh. Josh is gonna have a job. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start writing contracts over here. His his, <laughs> his 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 course. Um, you know, his obviously his model that he does right now, but we're gonna get better data for him to use, and we're gonna sit down and look at every single golf course and plot. Not every single golfer, but the majority of the better golfers to see who really has an advantage and who's really actually suited for a course and not comparing Kapalua to the Masters. Like, that shit is fucking stupid. Hey. Oh, the, the, master, the Masters of the West. <laughs> yeah. Love like, it. these no, weird no, no. That's a fact. Don't do, yeah, don't do course correlation. Rufus Peabody has said this. Now, Tour Junkies is off that. Everybody's off that. The old way of thinking, you're going to end up being, if you have those ways of thinking, you're going to reveal yourself as a fool of, over time. I think, based on the industry is getting smarter and the, like, the listener and the watcher and the people, the 13 people that are watching this right now may actually be more suited to host this than i am or whatever like versus 10 years five seven years ago, you know a few years ago the host may actually have known more but like nowadays everyone's like oh god you have already on your shit this is kind of reminding me of the fantasy football industry for a long time like there wasn't a lot of experts in that industry that like you could present yourself as somebody and then you could get away with it but now you're audited so well we're in the fantasy golf world. No one's auditing shit. You're just not like, yet or not. No, I know, but like I can be an expert. Like Eric Martin's fuck. And I. Like we started what? a podcast and we're nobodies. You know, like that cannot happen in NFL nowadays. So I think we're getting away from that. And then we're gonna get weeded out. Or like you have to actually have the wherewithal. It's a result of golf knowledge. Golf yeah. knowledge. So, not stat knowledge, golf knowledge. No, we've made it two hours in. We've got, I've gotten way more to cover, but I don't think we can do that now. We should just end it. I'm gonna go uh, back to my life. Take I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, same. So, all right, thanks for everybody who watched throughout this whole program. If you did and you enjoyed it, like it, subscribe to it, and then come back to us next Wednesday. And for all of the Wednesdays leading into PGA Tour tournaments and all of the live tournaments. Too. hell yeah we'll do lip shows why not yeah, i know we, DraftKings. Not? we love DraftKings. we're um playing we for low stakes we're not addicts we are but we're not addicts for high stakes because we know this is hard to predict this is a variant sport and you got to be careful with gambling on it 100 gambler oh we got one of those banners on here. <laughs> okay. oh. play the music for the last time we'll find again yeah why not Thank God, I got a really good...